Live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball, deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run! It's a home run! A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Oh, sing along, Drake. Omaha, you've been waiting heavy oh, on my mind. That's all I know. Yeah, that's about all I know, too. Even though I've heard the song all week. <laughs> I'm sure I'm off, too, because of the uh, feed. Yeah, just a but slight In delay. my head, I was dead on. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Hour two, live in Omaha. Uh, weather looks pretty good today. Let me see. Uh, let me get you an update here, Drake, since you asked. I think it's going to be uh, low 90s today. We had storms move through last night, but I think today's supposed to be uh, pretty good. Stand by, Drake. How's the weather back there in Oklahoma, Drake? Uh, it's hot. It's hot, T-Row. Huh. Uh, bright, sunny already. Sun shining out here. So, yeah. At least We're looking at a high of, it is. Okay. We're looking at a high of 90 here today. So, all things considered, uh, manageable. Uh, winds out of the east at 5 to 10. Out of the east means uh, blowing in, blowing in from left. So this field is positioned facing the southeast, which means you get a south wind, which is obviously common, or an east wind, like they do today, it's blowing in. And it's supposed to be blowing in all weekend. So a park that already plays big is supposed to have a wind blowing in. All weekend, so it's going to be big. I could tell in batting practice yesterday that there were much fewer home runs being hit, not just by Oklahoma, but by everybody. It's hard to get it out of this stadium, so that'll factor in. That'll that'll have a factor in uh, in what goes on here uh, over the next week or so. You know, Texas uh, of the teams on Oklahoma side of the bracket is the one that I think is is relies on the home run the most. Not that they can't win without it. But um, we'll see. Uh, I want to play this audio for you real fast, and then uh, we'll we'll talk a little A and M. And we got Andrew Monaco coming up eight o'clock. He's there, play by play guy. We got Skip Johnson going to join us live here in a bit. Kendall Rogers is uh, the guy at D one baseball. If you're a college baseball fan, D one baseball is uh, the authority. Uh, they got rankings. They got all kinds of things they do over there. They do a great job. And uh, Taylor Maples, who is going to be on the call with me up here at Omaha. Had a chance to visit briefly with Kendall yesterday. Kendall, welcome back to Omaha. It's good to be back. Good to see the Sooners. I'll tell you what, in the preseason, I had Oklahoma as my Omaha sleeper. I had Jake Bennett as my national breakout player of the year. So I'm feeling pretty good about my predictions right now. Yeah? You ready for the week as a whole? 
I, I am. I, I think, you know, it's when you go into each College World Series, like sometimes you go into the field and you're thinking, like, hey, this team or this team has a clear-cut advantage. I feel like all eight of these teams could win this tournament, and I think that just creates a lot of excitement and certainly a lot of uncertainty. Who are you most excited to get to see this week in Omaha? I think for me, just overall, like, I think I, I'm interested to see Notre Dame and Arkansas just because I've seen OU in Texas and A&M so much. But I think when you look at Notre Dame, to, to go on the road and, and take the series from Tennessee and, and Knoxville, I'm interested to see those guys this week. And then Arkansas, this is a team that, you know, we talked so much about in the preseason, preseason number two in the country. They haven't really played like it all year long, but I tell you what, the last two weeks, they played like the number one team in the country. So I'm just really interested to see if they come here and continue that level of play. There's probably nobody that follows college baseball closer than you over the course of the season. What was the biggest surprise for you in 2022? I think the biggest thing for me is when you look at how many teams that were picked, you know, at the bottom of their conference or in the middle part of their conference that ended up here. And vice versa, how many teams that we thought were going to be really good that struggled and then ended up here at the end of the year. You know, I look at, you know, uh, you know teams like AM and Auburn. I mean, those are the last two teams in the SEC West in our preseason prognostication. So, you know, bad idea on our part to put them at the bottom. But, you know, if you look at, you know, Auburn, obviously they've had a lot of guys step up. Who would have thought Sonny DeShera would come out and hit the hit with the power that he's hit with? With A&M, who would have thought all these transfers would come out and, and be as productive as they've been? So, when you look at that, and on the flip side, you've got Arkansas, as we just talked about. You have Ole Miss a team that, you know, coming in the year was preseason top five. It looks like they're not going to make the tournament. They get a Christmas gift. They get in the field. Now, as a 64th team, they're in Omaha, whereas the number one team in the country, Tennessee, is sitting at home. What do you think about this Oklahoma team now that you've seen them all year? I know you said the sleeper team. You picked Jake Bennett to do well on the year. But now that you've kind of watched them grow and progress from the season start, what do you think of the club? This team has grown a lot. I mean, I saw these guys, you remember back at Shriners, and I thought Oklahoma was in a good spot pitching-wise at Shriners, but I thought offensively they had a very long way to go that weekend. And I think as the season's progressed, you know, Reggie's done a tremendous job of that lineup because you look at you know, guys like Blake Robertson with runners in scoring position, he's an animal in that regard. You, know, you look at the job that Jimmy Crooks has done earlier in the year, Jimmy was struggling. He has not struggled the last couple of months. Peyton's obviously had the year that we kind of expected. Uh, then you look at a guy like Kendall Pettis as Spikerman. You know, Pettis is one of those kids they like – I'm not sure I expected him to kind of be the postseason hero for them. And he's been good offensively. You see the play he made out in left field against Virginia Tech. So they've got they've got the star power. They've got the star allure. But they're also getting guys that we didn't expect to rise up in these big situations in the postseason. And, you know, I, I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you, but, like, I've just got a weird feeling about this OU team, like just their, their depth on the mound, uh, what they're doing offensively, what they're doing once they get runners on base. I mean, they got they got a special look about them. Scout Texas A&M for me quickly. I think the biggest thing with A&M is you got to get them down big early because uh, they're one of those teams that if you let them hang around, they're going to find a way to win. Uh, if you look at their games against Louisville, if you look at their regional games, it was all you know six inning and on that they really did a lot of their damage. So that's a big key. The other thing with A&M that's, that's interesting and kind of unorthodox is you know you think you know you knock their starter out. You're thinking, like, oh, we've got these guys. Well, that's when they get their strongest. Like, when they can go to Will Johnston, Joseph Menifee, Jacob Polish, Chris Cortez out of the bullpen, they start to get better. And so it's, it's just one of those teams that, again, you have to get them down big early if you can do that and create a sizable gap, then, you, then you're probably going to win. But if you keep it close, I mean, who knows what's going to happen here, right? Because you never know. A lot of it's luck. But um, all year long, there's been one of those teams that if they're hanging around the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, they're probably going to find a way to win. 
Kendall, thanks for your time. Have a great week. Good to see you. All right, uh, Kendall Rogers, D1 Baseball. Uh, uh, Let's talk a little more about A&M. He mentioned the bullpen. It it is really a little bit of an upside-down team as far as the pitching goes. Their starters have been just okay. They've got uh, two guys, uh, Detmers and Micah Dallas. Micah Dallas, uh, who used to be at Texas Tech, will be likely their game two starter. Both right-handers who have been um, pretty average for them this year. They've had some moments where they've popped up and dominated. But uh, certainly the last several starts for Detmer, he has been hit pretty good. He's got a 4.75 ERA. That's, you know, middle of the road. Micah Dallas has an ERA of 5.40. For a number two starter in Omaha, that's not extraordinary. But their bullpen is so deep and so good that they don't care. They say, all right, you guys go give us some innings. Go get us something, you know, three, four. God bless you if you get five. But eventually we're going to hand it to the bullpen, and that's really where we're going to get better. And so uh, they come at you with, as he mentioned, polishes their stud, uh, the Stanford transfer, Menifee Johnston, um, several guys out there who have been really, really good for them this year. So um, hopefully Oklahoma can get off to a good start and get into that bullpen. That usually means that you've got a lead or at least things have started well. But as was the case or as is the case with a lot of college baseball teams who start their best arms, and if you get to the bullpen, you can really uh, go to work. The opposite has been kind of true for Texas A&M. Not kind of. It has been true. Their bullpen is fantastic. And they've got multiple left-handers out there who I'm sure Oklahoma will see today. They are, you know, Jim Schlossnagel is their coach now, the former TCU coach, somewhat controversially pulled a Lincoln Riley and hightailed it to Texas A&M this year. TCU fans, not happy, as you might expect. And he's done a great job in year one. It's a bit of a Frankenstein team. Uh, He went and uh, transfer portaled all these guys in from all over the country. And uh, it's been fascinating how they have come together here in year one. And we'll pause right there because, uh, Drake, I've got a very special guest that has just sauntered up with a smile on his face. Sooners head coach uh, Skip Johnson with a, a fresh cut of Starbucks coffee. And uh, he's got a big baseball game today. Is that do I have a long enough cord there for you, Coach? Yeah, you do. Oh, I got it all caught up. There we go. How's that, sir? You What's hear me okay? On? Oh, you're doing good. How are you today? Good. You? I'm doing good. Did you sleep okay last night? Oh yeah. Didn't yeah. sleep any better. That's good. How's the week been for you? Uh, kind of hectic a little bit. Oh, yeah. A lot of media stuff. Um, I guess I, I guess that's good. That means you're still playing baseball. Yep. That's what that means. Yep. For sure. Is it a distraction for you and your team at all, or have you enjoyed it? Um, or have they enjoyed it? I think they've enjoyed it a lot. It's not a distraction for me as much as it might be a distraction for them at times, I would I would assume. Yeah. Hey, it's been a big week for your family. Oh, yeah. How about your son getting the McLennan job? Tell <laughs> folks about that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. He got the job yesterday, announced yesterday, when uh, Mitch Thompson got the head job at uh, Baylor. You, you know, uh, he was the head coach there, and. They automatically, Sean, 
Trocum, the athletic director, moved him in to that position at MCC McLennan Junior College. How, how are you proud? Oh yeah, for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. He's probably way too smart to be a baseball coach. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, that's what he wanted to do. I, uh, I tried to keep him from getting that profession, but uh, that's what he wanted to do. He's really good at it. Tyler is his name. What a big week for him. He's in Omaha with dad, and he's just been named the head coach uh, for the first time at, at McLennan. So that's fantastic. Um, hey, what do you? I, I wanted to ask you a little about Augie because you've been here before three times, right? Yep. Um, you know, have you have you thought about him a lot this week? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'll never forget the one of the best stories I can take take from Augie is. Uh, uh, it was a 2011, and uh, um, they're opening this new stadium here. Huh? And uh, uh, we just got through playing a Super Regional against – we're playing Super Regional against Arizona State. And we win the first game, we lose the second game. And I walked by his office to go to my uh, – to go to my uh, – the coach's lounge or the coach's locker room, and he's got – he's like down – almost down on all fours. Like he's got his head down hmm. at his desk, and I'm like – I got to figure a way to get this guy back here as a pitching coach. I got to figure a way. So what I did was <clears throat> I knew we were going to start Sam Stafford at that time. Uh, Corey Canale had already thrown on, on Friday or Saturday, both days maybe. Uh, Youngman threw on Friday. Cole Green threw on Saturday or vice versa. I can't really remember. And I was like, if we can get six innings out of these guys, we – I'm, I'm going to go in there and ask these guys to go 1-1-1 one, one, one. and because uh, I don't want this guy to fail as a pitching coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, we give up three runs in the first inning, Stafford. So I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> we take a 5-3 lead going in the seventh, and I go Youngman, uh, Cole Green, and uh, uh, Knable to win it. And so I was like, Fired up about that. That's one of the biggest stories I can remember, just to get him back to Omaha because he had been here so many times. Yeah. And that was what you do as a coach. How do you, how do you think he would feel about you getting here? Oh, he'd be that? excited. I mean, the last time I really talked to him a lot about baseball, I talked to him about a lot of things. But the last time I talked to him about baseball, we stayed on the phone for two hours and 45 minutes. If you could win every game, would you? It was two hours and 45 minutes how to play catch. The commitment level from the the players to the parents, yeah. the commitment level. Uh, if you could win every game, would you? The commitment level that you have to do to win every game, would you, is so hard and it's so selfless that it's unrealistic at times. Have you seen that out of your team? At, is is at, that why you're here? At times it is. At yeah. times you see it, yeah. At times you see it for sure. I mean, Jake Bennett, I mean, he he came back on the Monday game. It would have been a short – it had been a bullpen on a short week's rest. Mm-hmm. Him coming back, doing what he did was great. And, I mean, you see stuff like that. Trevor Michael taking a ball, you know, 20 pitches here, 20 pitches there, uh, 30 pitches here, throwing – starting, going – you know, throwing 90 pitches. Uh, guys playing hurt. Jimmy, you know, banged up behind the plate going uh, – Treadaway being banged up at times, you know, Kendall being banged up, all, all those little bitty things. I mean, PG being banged up, mm-hmm. you know, strawberries all over his body from sliding. And uh, uh, you see that stuff at times. And that's that's baseball players, though. Baseball players like that. You know, they like uh, 
having blood stains on their pants. I mean, you know, I mean, those guys like that. Hey, pretty special for uh, Kyler to come up here and see you guys last night. Yeah, I mean, it was really special. I can remember um, in the regional, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but in the regional at uh, uh, at Florida State, him and Steel Walker didn't play. And, uh, uh, I mean, they were those guys were, you know, one supplemental pick, one first rounder. Yeah. I mean, Best they're not two even players on yeah, your team. Yeah, they they wasn't in our lineup. Yeah, and so uh, we didn't make any excuses. We got out there and got after it, and ended up getting beat. And uh, um, and I remember that morning, the Monday morning, he called me. He's like, "Hey, me and uh, Still Walker are gonna play." And I'm like, "Okay, we'll get to the field, see what's going on, you know." And uh, um, I go down the right field line. Collars with Rob Fulton, our head trainer, working on his hamstring. <clears throat> Still Walker had an oblique. He's in the cage hitting with Cash and and watching Cash throw to him and he's like waving his hand over his oblique. Like I'm like, he's not he's not playing today. <laughs> so I go out and <clears throat> walk around with walk collars walking around to hit and he's hitting. He said, I'll just DH and I'm like, okay. So I called down there to Van Hook. Hey, put Kyler in the DH spot and uh-huh. they walked back by and Doctor uh Brock Snable was there, you know, and I said, Doc, what you what do you think his chances are getting hurt? Oh, Skip, you know, seventy thirty, he doesn't get hurt. I'm like, oh, oh, really? He goes, yeah. He said, he said, but if he does it, it'll be out, he'll be out six months. And I'm like, all right. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play this guy because they'll be lynching me if he gets hurt. You know, he won't be able to play football. And I told him, like, hey, man, you're out of the lineup. He didn't talk to me, Toby. He was mad. Probably, probably, I was more upset from him not talking to me mm-hmm. than us losing the game and it being the end of our season because I'd had such a good relationship with him. When we brought him in, I was like, hey, to Kyler, we're going to play in center field. We're going to hit you in like the seven hole. He came to the first meeting. That was my first meeting as a head coach. We put it, we put a mannequin in the uh, locker room. This is how we're going to dress, you know. Yeah. He came to that first meeting. We kept a locker in that locker room for him. Yeah. Um, and I'll never, I mean, I said, I'm playing your center field, hitting a seven hole. He's always played on the dirt, you know, and, uh, um, I said, it's gotta be like catching a punt, Kyler. He said, I, I never caught no punt coach. I'm a quarterback. <laughs> I was a thrill though, for the kids to get to yeah, hear from him last night. That was re- really cool. I-, I chatted with him briefly afterwards. He goes, man, we were so close. He's like, if we could have got one more win over Mississippi state, I would have been back for the Vandy. Super, we would have won that. We would have. He's jealous. I could tell he's jealous of these kids to get to be here this week. Yeah, I mean, he grew up. He's a baseball guy. Yeah, he watches baseball. He grew up watching baseball, you know. And uh, um, for him to come back, I mean, it just shows you what we did to put our something, you know, in our program, our culture, Mm -hmm. put it in his heart to come back. I mean, he loves OU. I get that, but there's something in our program to bring that guy back. What's your approach been with your team this week? This is a big deal. There's a lot of pressure, a lot of eyeballs. How have you approached it with your team this week? I mean, we're still on a mission. I mean, it's it's what we do. Uh, we're on a mission. And, you know, I haven't been around them that much. And I knew that. And I told them that the last two weeks. I said, there's going to be guys pulling you from every every direction. You're still on a mission. You're up here to do what you're supposed to do. And a lot of times, you the, you know, I can remember Coach Garrido, this time of year it becomes spiritual. It, it does. It's something about baseball it becomes spiritual. And uh, um, 
it's uh, uh, no different this morning. I'm walking down to the coffee shop, and my youngest son, Garrett, walks in. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool, you know. It becomes spiritual. Yeah, I knew he was coming, but I thought he'd get here, you know, f- you know, stop somewhere and get here at 4 or 5 o'clock, uh, you know, or not 4 or 5 o'clock, maybe 10 or 11 o'clock, not 6.30 this morning, <laughs> you know. And so, uh, uh, but it becomes spiritual this time of year, and, and you just got to kind of stay out of their way at times. And But you're here for mission. It's a team that can get comfortable with who they are the fastest. That's the hardest thing about this place because they're getting pulled in every direction. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts on Texas A&M. Well, they're very O-teen, a lot of transfers. Uh, uh, I think he's done a great job of putting uh, – different pieces together coming into one um you know i mean they've had uh, uh they're going to be very athletic uh, um physical they're physical they're uh, uh on the mound they have a lot of guys that in bits and pieces that's kind of what uh, yeski's done over his career um he's had some big arms with o- oregon state last year he can piece a a, a, a pitching staff together and that's what they've done um It'll be a it'll be a fun game. It'll be a great opportunity for us for sure. Clunch, their catcher's really good. Do you feel like you can run on him though? Uh, I think so. I mean, it, it, I think so. Yeah, it depends on really what the pitcher does too. I mean, you're not really running on on him. You're running on the pitcher. How quick he can get the ball to the plate. Speaking of pitching, <clears throat> the schedule here is different. This is much more drawn out than a Big Twelve tournament or even a mm-hmm. a regional. If you you know you're not going to play again until Sunday, and then you're not going to play again until Tuesday or Wednesday. Does that? And you've done this before, so you're aware. Does that affect how you use guys? And if so, how? Absolutely. I mean, you can bring your starter into in, in the, your second starter into this game. Like Sandlin is going to be up in the bullpen this game. Huh. And uh, uh, you want to do that versus your third starter for us because of Cade. Cade's not going to bounce back like Sandlin can bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I, I mean, I even talked to Sandlin about it. He's another right-handed arm. I mean, you need five or six guys once you get here because it's spread out versus, you know, 12 guys to 15 guys at times. I mean, there's still a need for one left-hander to get one left-hander out or one right-hander that's got power, power stuff to get one right-hander out. But, uh, uh, you just try to piece that deal together as you go through it. And if you get good starting pitching, um, you can play defense. Um, you have a, a guy that can run – two or three guys that can run the ball out of the yard at this ballpark and really put pressure on them by not striking out. Uh, you have a, you'll have a chance to win this thing. Texas A&M is known for taking a lot of pitches under Schlossnagel. Um, does that affect how you call – I mean, Jake's pretty much been a throw-the-ball-in-there-anyway kind of a guy, but does that affect anything on how you call pitches today? No, not at all. Just got to get in there and, and try to get in a rhythm, get him in a rhythm, establish what he does, and, and go from there. I mean, I think they uh, sit and counts, you know. They'll sit and counts at certain pitches. Um, but we have all that information, too. Not that not that he's going to go out and throw a shutout at, at all. You know, it's just got to go out and pit, uh, throw quality pitches. Yeah. I mean, that's only really you, you sit here. It's not a, a video game where you can just move the ball around. You just got to think that, you know, hey, throw strikes, um, try to keep them off balance, do what you do, 
and uh, hopefully they hit it at somebody. I mean, really. Yeah. It's baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even on this stage, it's still baseball. Yeah. Happy for you, Skip. Thanks for stopping by this you morning, bet. and hopefully we can talk again here in a couple of days in the winner's bracket game. That'd yeah, be fun. That'd be awesome. Thanks, Thank buddy. Appreciate, Appreciate you. it. Skip Johnson, we're late for a break. We'll take a timeout. We're live in Omaha. The Sooners open College World Series play today. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Welcome back to T-Row the Morning Show. Hour 2, Drake Dyke and Toby Rowland here with you. Uh, if you miss Skip Johnson, that'll be on the podcast uh, here in about... Less than an hour, probably. Uh, this hour of the Tier in the Morning Show is brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group. When I say the great people, I mean Terry and Jackie Saxon. They are the realtors that are here to serve you. And not only are they here to serve you, but they also have their one time $8.99 listing fee that'll help save you thousands in listing commissions. Give them a call at 405 361 3380 or visit saxonrealtygroup.com. See how it is that they can help save you thousands in listing commissions when it comes to the sale of your home. A couple texts to get to here, T-Row, before we hit a timeout. Yeah, I went way long there. I apologize. Get us back on track, Drake. You're good. You're good. A couple here on the Air Covered Solutions text line says, I'm registered for the ladies camp next month. Uh, Can't wait. Uh, Nice. But I hear y'all can't uh, keep saying Owen Field. But I thought it was at Lloyd Noble Center. Did something change? That's uh, from Tracy and Burleson. Uh, well, I know. Uh, no, uh, you know, part of the deal is they get to run onto the field at Owen Field, and they get to uh, go through the Switzer Center and everything. So I'm unaware of maybe there's a registration. I, I, I don't know anything about the Lloyd Noble Center. It's a football camp, so I'm thinking it's over at the football stadium, but. Yeah, I, I maybe mean, I don't understand fully. Yeah, no, no, no. Maybe we just don't fully know what the mm-hmm. daily agenda is. Maybe it's Tracy. At come Lloyd. on down. We'll figure out where to get you. Yeah, that's right. We'll figure. Toby out Toby will to get escort you. you the entire day through. So uh, he's he's going to work. Yeah, on maybe it. so yeah. because I won't. I you know that's when I'm supposed to be at Yellowstone and that's it's yeah. closed. So Absolutely. maybe yeah. you might as well get some work and get a little bit of extra pay. So maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's see, and one more here on the text line says. Uh, Skip and Ted Roof sound absolutely identical. Quite a bit. I could see that comparison. Yep, I could see that comparison. Um, Okay, I apologize for the short segment, but I went long there with Skip in segment one, so we're going to turn it right back around to a commercial break, and we'll be back on track. Uh, We're live in Omaha. We got uh, Andrew Monaco coming up at the top of the hour, Texas A&M's play-by-play guy. He's going to educate us up on the Aggies. Let us know what the Sooners are facing today. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. I had last night, Drake. Drake! Sorry, T-Row. Are you there? Uh Uh-oh. What's going on with Drake right now, ladies and gentlemen? Answering the phone. You know how it is. Uh. No, I don't know how it is. You know how it is. You deal with it with are TJ you, all the time. Are you fully dedicated to the show it, or not? It is one of the favorite things of me listening in the morning when I get to hear mm-hmm. you yell, TJ! <laughs> you got to put more into it than that. 
DJ. <laughs> and how it like it it's almost like uh, a parent trying to get uh, the attention of their child basically, which it's very appropriate. Yeah. But how it just keeps I, continues to grow and grow, get louder. I asked you I asked you a question. Did you hear what I asked you? No. No. Do do you know what I had last night here in Omaha to eat? Uh Oh, to eat. I was going to say, mm-hmm. did, did you account for all four of those OU Jello shots yesterday? Um, no Jello shots. No, no Jello shots for you at Rocco's. Okay. Um, I have not had Jello of any kind mm. in probably since, you know, maybe when I had back surgery. I'm trying to remember if they're like in, in hospitals, they'll mm-hmm. give you Jello a lot, you know? Yeah. I don't even know if that's true. But if it wasn't in a hospital, it would have been in my youth's, like, Young youngsters, I'm not a big Jello guy. Uh, Go ahead, continue with your guess. Mm, uh, did you have an Omaha steak last night? I did. How about that? I had an Omaha steak last night, Drake. How about that? You know me; I'm not a public steak eater. <laughs> but uh, uh, me and my man Taylor Maples found us a steakhouse last night, as suggested by uh, Mr. Perez. There you go. And it was f- unbelievable. It was fantastic. Did I did not embarrass Taylor or anybody else by asking for A1 sauce. I, I handled myself in a there you go. mature, intelligent manner. And uh, I was like, man, you can't go to Omaha and not have a steak, right? I mean, that's what they're known for. So, yeah, absolutely. I had myself a good old piece of meat last night, Drake. That's what I had. The important question, though, T-Row. Go ahead. What's for breakfast today? Uh, TBA. I'm outside the team room, and they have not put out breakfast yet. So, I don't know. I'll let you know. Oh, if so I there's not going to be an Omaha diner that you go to today. Oh, no, there's not time for that today. That will be a Saturday and or Sunday thing when I don't have to do this here radio show uh, where I can uh, go. Because I got to get, as soon as the show's over, I got to shower up and get over to the stadium. I got to set things up. I got to figure out the wireless situation. I got to get the in-house frequency. Drake, you can't possibly understand all the things <laughs> I have to set up to get ready for a baseball game. Yeah, if there's anybody that uh, has uh, it would no blow idea, your mind. It's me. It's me. No. Yeah. I won't even try to explain it to you because I know you wouldn't understand it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Johnny Baseball's on hold. Big day, JB. How you doing? Um, I, I can't be any better, Toby. Today's the day, man. We finally made it. I, uh, How you feeling? All the, uh, I'm feeling great, man. I feel I like our chances. I think that we uh, match up really well with these guys. I think that you know, uh, I know their catcher is pretty good, but I think we, uh, you know, like Kip said, you're not running on the catcher; you're running on that pitcher. So I like our chances to uh, keep keep the chaos going, and uh, I think we, uh, I think we take game one today. Well, I, I, uh, I certainly hope so. I think you're right. There are some. Things to like. I think OU's got the, the better starting pitcher. You know, things don't always play out like they, they, they see on paper. But on paper, Oklahoma's got the better starting pitcher in this matchup. Both teams are hot at the plate. And uh, if we can go, if OU could go Jake to Trevin, you know, if, if uh, Jake can go into the sixth or maybe even seventh inning and just hand the ball straight to Trevin, then uh, I think you've got a pretty good chance to see a sooner victory today. But that's easier said than done against this Texas A&M team because they're playing really good ball. Oh, I agree. Texas A&M is a very good ball club. But uh, 
you know, somebody's got to meet a wall today, and I, I, there's no reason why it doesn't have to be A&M. And, uh, you know, we've been saying for a while, why not us, you know? Oh, you've got to got a shot at this. So I, I'm excited. I, I've taken the day off work. I couldn't be up there in Omaha, but I'm going to do my thing back here in Oklahoma and support the team like I always have. Absolutely. And, uh, I just I can't tell you how excited I am, man. We're, uh, we're going to Cracker Barrel this morning, and then we're going to get some pizza, and it's going to be a good day. <laughs> That's a big day right there. Cracker Barrel Pizza and College World Series. That's a good day. No doubt. Hey, hey no thanks, doubt. Johnny. You and your wife Have and your family, everybody enjoy the game today. I will. Thanks, Toby. Have a day, man. All right. There you go. I am uh, very interested, Drake, to see how many Sooner fans are up here once we take the field today. I've seen several, uh, many. There was a lot of uh, a good number at practice yesterday, and certainly at the opening ceremonies last night I saw a bunch of OU shirts and hats. I walked out of the stadium when we were all being evacuated last night with a father and son who drove up from Missouri. Uh, I rode the elevator here back at the hotel with a father and son that drove up from Houston. That's a long drive from Houston. So, um, But I, I don't have a good feel for exactly how many there are. I have seen on social media a lot of interactions that lead me to believe there's going to be a fair number up here. Um but it'll be intriguing. I know they've got all kinds of parties planned and get-togethers and meetups for all the Sooner fans. Like tonight after the game, everybody's meeting at DJs, and tomorrow there's a meetup the team's going to at some steak place. And then uh, it's it's pretty cool. The OU Club of Nebraska, I believe, or maybe it's the OU Club of Omaha, one of those two, has organized uh, you know a bunch of uh, get-togethers for Sooner fans. So... It should be pretty neat. I know that uh, we are here with some really big and uh, traditional college baseball fan bases that have and will bring a lot. Like, there's going to be a ton of Arkansas here. There's going to be a a really good number of Texas and Texas A&M fans that are up here. I think my impression is that Ole Miss – has brought a, a lot of people. Uh, and like I said last night, I was shocked by how many Notre Dame people I've seen around. I think Notre Dame has brought – I think they are as surprised as anybody. You know, they've just beat Tennessee, so that fuse has been lit at Notre Dame. So um, interested to see what kind of a representation we've got from the Crimson and Cream today. That being said – uh, I don't, you know, Oklahoma's going to be very excited. The baseball team's going to be very excited to see fans in the stands supporting them. But I don't think that uh, in any way it factors into whether they win or lose baseball games because they haven't played in front of a home crowd in a, in a minute, you know. I think today will be the 16th consecutive game away from home for them. That's close. If it's not exactly right, that's close. So they've been... Uh, away from Eldale Mitchell Park, playing in visiting ballparks or or in Arlington for a long time now, and uh, it would be this would probably be the most home fan, most OU fans they played in front of since the Virginia series a month ago, and maybe there may be more here than than we're there. I don't know, but it'll be fun. All right, seven forty six. We'll hit some of your text messages when we come back. Four zero five. if you want to hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Still to come, Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies, joins us live. Plus, we've got one more free ticket to give away to the Brent Venables Ladies Football Clinic. We'll be back.
This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. Welcome back. Final segment of Hour 2 on this Friday for the T-Row in the Morning Show. I'm Drake Dyke, and he's Toby Rowland. It's Hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. It's brought to you by the great people at Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry and Jackie Saxon today to see how it is that they can help save you thousands in listing commissions at 405 361 3380 or visit com. You'll get all the same great service you would from any other realtor, but the difference is Saxon Realty Group will help save you thousands in listing commissions with their one-time $8.99 listing fee. Air Comfort Solutions text line, T-Row. Yeah, go ahead, Drake. Go ahead. Uh, oh, uh, here's a good question. Uh, have y'all said what the big baseball announcement today is? I, no, we haven't, and I believe we are going to have breaking news in the next, before we get off the air at 9 a.m. this morning. That's what I have been led to believe. So, uh, no, that we have not said anything about that yet. Stay tuned. Mm. Have to listen to at least one more hour of the T-Run Morning Show. Um, yeah. We are really <laughs> suckering you into the That's third right. hour of the show today. That's right. Uh, by the way, if you missed the scene setter hour one, you'll be able to hear the scene setter that T-Row did an excellent job of in hour three. Well, thank well. you, Drake. Yeah, absolutely. That means a lot coming from you. Oh. Uh, you are very welcome. It's the truth. It's the truth. Next up, Air Comfort Solutions text line, the TJ passes test. Uh, yeah, uh, TJ passed his COVID test. Yesterday, the whole so. family passed. Yep, the mm. whole family is on their way to uh, Orlando, and then they're going to head over to uh, get on the boat tomorrow. I think so. Yeah, good news for the Perrys; they have passed their test. Uh, text on the secret Textoso line, Air Comfort Solutions secret Textoso line. Uh, Parker Thune wants you to know. Uh, obviously, you know he's from the Omaha area originally. Yeah. Hero. Yeah, uh, he says tell T Row he needs to hit Pepper Jacks. That's okay with an X at least once while he's in Omaha. Now, uh, sounds to me like a sandwich place. Maybe possible. I wonder what kind of food that is. Maybe it's food that tell exclusively you. has Pepper Jacks cheese on it. Huge fan of Pepper Jack cheese, Drake. Huge, huge. I would rank it my number one cheese. Um, wh- where what would be your number one ranked cheese, Drake? Pepper Jack would you probably seem, be number one. You um, seem like a Limburger guy. Are you a Limburger <laughs> guy? Uh, I would probably be Pepper Jack one. That a boy. Mozzarella two. If I'm making a sandwich. Hmm. hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, American three. I like I like a little spice in my life, Drake, and I love a good Pepper Jack cheese. So I'm intrigued by the name Pepper Jacks. Uh, so I'm going to need more information, please. Parker Thune, can you share more information uh, with me on he says what it, exactly this restaurant is and where I can find it? It is Philly cheesesteaks. The, their <laughs> method of grilling the meat is literally patent. It's iconic locally, he says. So there you go. Well, how many different ways can you grill meat? Um, They've got a patented way of grilling the meat? <laughs> I gotta see this place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Whenever you hear something like that, that's that's the. You ever that's been to the Pepper hook. Jacks? Ever heard of Pepper Jacks? Yeah, we'll check it out. Uh, uh, well, 
Hopefully, I'll check it Who out. Are you I don't asking? Make Who are you talking to right there? Ryan Gaines is walking okay. by. Yeah, he Gaines. knows everything about yeah, everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Did he not? He has never been there, nor has he heard of it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell Parker, if this is like 20 miles away or something, I'm not going to Pepper Jack's, okay? I'm not getting an Uber and driving a half hour away from the stadium to get a sandwich. But if I can walk there from here, there's like 100 restaurants within walking distance. So if Pepper Jack's is within walking distance, I'm going to consider it. I love a good Philly cheesesteak. Uh, a couple more here on the text line. Uh, we'll be doing the afternoon rush uh, at the session room today. So uh, this is from Travis. So uh, Parker and I will be there till six. So yeah, uh, this afternoon. Th- this is uh, one of the other great things that's going on today that you can hear on the Ref Radio Sports Network, um, the Mothership Station. We will be carrying the baseball game live starting at twelve thirty with right. uh, T Rose pregame. But um, if you're listening to uh, the network, those guys will be at the session room this mm. afternoon, two to six. So, uh, what is the session room? That's a, that's some, is that a restaurant? Uh, I'm guessing it's some fancy place that Travis found. Uh, Travis loves a good fancy steakhouse or, oh, really? Uh, cigar bar, stuff like that. Yeah. Travis is very, Travis, very, he's an upscale guy. Comes, yes, absolutely. Huh. Okay, so what Travis is doing right now is encouraging people not to listen to our broadcast of the OU baseball game <laughs> as they participate in the College World Series. That's right. But instead, listen to him and Parker talk about sunflower seeds uh, from a place I'm, nearby. I'm sure that those two guys will be talking extensively. They'll be watching that game as they're on the air, and they'll be talking about yeah. it extensively. So That's fair. That's fair. It'll be more entertaining than our broadcast, so oh, no. give it a li- give it a check. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Andrew Monaco, voice of the Aggies, joins us live next. We're in Omaha. It's game day. Back after this. From the gridiron to the hardwood to the diamond, no one covers the Sooners like we do. If it's Sooner Sports, we have you covered 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. This is the home of Sooner fans. 